What's up, everybody? This is Jimmy from By the Hood. Just want you to know that our camp, the By the Hood Ownership Camp, has now moved online for 2021. This is our camp that we do in the community every summer for kids ages five and up. As long as they can read, they can attend the camp. We've moved it online to see if we can service more families, um, but also just to make a, a bigger impact than we generally do. The website is bythehoodcamp.com. Classes start on June 26, 2021. So please make sure to register. If you have more than one child, put both of their names where it says student name and we'll be in touch with you. But the website again is bythehoodcamp.com. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to all of our supporters, specifically the students from Bible Hill University. We love and appreciate you as always. Real quick, my partner Corey is here. I'm getting ready to introduce him. But the one thing I want to say at the very top of the show, um, By the Hood Camp, as you can see next to my name, bythehoodcamp.com. Um, so everyone who knows us knows we do an annual camp. Every year we do a camp for kids, right? So it's absolutely free. Usually it's in the community here in Philadelphia, but we, this is the first time that we're moving it online. So um, we want to make sure that we can service as many families as possible and that we get support. It's absolutely free to any, any children. So it's ages five and up. As long as they can read, they can attend the camp and you register right there at bythehoodcamp.com. My partner, Crown Corey, is here. What's up, Corey? Here, what's going on? You know, I'm, you know, feeling good. Every day above ground is a good day. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, man, I know you're excited about the camp, good brother. That, that, that'll be, you know, something. Yeah, man, excited. you know, every time I get it's a chance to, you know, work with the kids, be around the kids, do things with and for the kids, you know, that that's the exciting thing for me. Absolutely, man. But, you know, our podcast platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work, building businesses, and just, you know, I'm out here teaching our folks, and I think it's very important that we highlight them. This sister we have here. Listen, her story is 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 amazing. I heard her story and I felt like we had to share it. It's very inspiring. Um, and she's out here still creating new businesses as we speak. She's a living legend. So we have Benatia Poole Watson. Hey, Benatia, how are you? Hey, everybody. <laughs> how you making out? I'm making out good. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and it's hot today, so... <laughs> I know that's right. Well, listen, let's let's get right into it because your story is is very inspiring, and you know the fact that you're in Texas. Tell us about your background. Where were you born and raised? And tell us about your journey to Texas. Yes, yeah, so I am born and raised in LA, Los Angeles, California. Um, I came to Texas about seven years ago, and I actually got transferred to Texas. So I was working a corporate job that brought me here, but it actually was God's plan to take me to another level. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, All right. so where'd you go to school and stuff? Um in, in LA and in, in like uh you know, elementary, high school, college, stuff like that. Yeah, so I actually uh, my mom she toggled me between private school and public school. So I grew up in South Central LA, uh, Hyde Park Elementary on the sixty seventh area in Crenshaw is where I grew up. Um then from there I went to college in Washington, D.C. So I went to George Washington University and I went to George Mason. I studied law at the University of Maryland. So I've been a, a few places around the United States. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Um, so you started studying law. 
right? Mm -hmm. and, you, and eventually, you know, you, you got a job, corporate job, and you know, you made your way over to Texas, right? Yeah. So now you're doing like amazing work in real estate. Tell us about your journey into the real estate business. How did that come about? Sure. So essentially, um, when I was about 19 years old, I bought my first property in California. And I used my own credit just as a regular consumer buying. Um, but after that, I ended up selling that property and investing in more properties. So I essentially became a landlord as time went on, um, only up to 17 properties at a time. So what happened is that my job would transfer me all over the place, all over the United States. And instead of just throwing my money away at renting, I just decided to buy properties. And I didn't sell them. So I would hold them and then rent them out. And now I became a landlord without realizing I was actually an investor. I was just a regular person that didn't want to rent. And once I started acquiring more properties and doing the landlord thing, fast forward when I get to Texas and I realize that, hey, what I'm doing in this corporate job may not be what I really want to do in real life. I started praying and asking God for guidance and this direction. And he spoke to me and he said, get a real estate license. And the true story is that I worked this, this job uh, for this organization being the best, you know, I can be. And, <laughs> my job. and I checked all the boxes 15 times, but I wouldn't get promoted. I couldn't get promoted. Every time they said, oh, it's your age. Oh, you need to have enough more time in this particular area, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I did everything they asked me to do. And when it came do down to it, they used my face on brochures. They used me to go into doors that they couldn't get into or that they wanted to get into. But when it came to getting a promotion of actual growth and value, I wasn't getting those kind of jobs. So that's when I asked God, I'm like, am I chasing the right job? Am I chasing the right thing? And that's when he spoke to me, he said, get a real estate license. And I just got out of praying, meditating as I kept going for like eight months and um, got online and ordered my real estate book. I got my books within 24 hours. I took those books with me to Paris because I had a position out there for four months. I studied for four months out there, came back to the States, took the test in Texas, passed it, and then the rest was history. I sold over 200 houses my first year. Um, the second year, I did over 350. And by year, like one, people started really catching on. They were like, okay, what is she doing? You know, trying to figure out what am I doing to get more business because I was basically running circles around the people in the state that I didn't even come from. And they grew here and I flew here. So at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, I started mentoring other agents. And from that, it just grew legs. And that's when I created the Bailey Watson Real Estate Group with my partner, um, Lori Bailey. I'm the Watson of the group. Within the first month of having a company, we had over 10 agents working for us. And then we just scaled and, and it just grew. It just really, really grew really fast. That's, a, that's an amazing story. It's a couple right. things I want to highlight there, right? So. The first thing is you kind of like, you know, you're backed into this. Uh, what, what made you want to buy instead of renting as, you know, when you knew you had a job that moved you around, what made you decide, you know what, I'm just going to buy each time instead of renting? Because some folks would just say, I'll just rent. I know I'm not going to be here long term. Yeah. So when you rent, there's obviously no return on your investment. And if you're giving that kind of money away, as I was giving $2,300 a month, $3,000 a month, at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for. You have no tax write-off. And the person that you're paying them the rent to, they most likely have multiple homes. That's not their only home. that they're, They have the one that they live in, the one that they're renting to you, and they probably have others. So if you really think about the grand scheme of things, they're out taking their family to Hawaii, and I'm working paycheck to paycheck to come up with $2,500 to give to somebody who, you know, yeah. is living the life. 
So at the end of the day, you're either going to be the hammer or you're going to be the nail. And I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at that. I like that way of looking at it. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is those numbers are insane, right? So as someone who has a real estate license who's worked in that industry, 200 homes your first year is like unheard of. And I know you said that a lot of people were looking like, well, I see why they were looking, especially from you not being there. What was the secret to your success in your first year to put up those kind of numbers? The secret was easy. So because I had an investment background and I understood that you know, the terminology, return on your investment, little things like that. Being in Dallas in 2015, the markets start just going crazy. And a lot of investors came here from all over the country, all over the world to invest in Dallas. So when I got the phone calls from these people and I had conversations with them and I spoke the same language and understood that, okay, you got to run comps to get numbers. You have to know your return on your investment. Um, you know, thinking about the future, what's around the corner. And my visionary... Um, um, kind of characteristic or or yeah. just the energy. My visionary energy spoke to people and I had people who repeated um, buying houses for me. So like one guy, he bought 30, 40 houses, they buy land. So that's how I was able to accumulate so many transactions in one year. But it was just repeat, a lot of it was repeat customers or like if you had a friend who would recommend your friend because people run in circles. That's mm -hmm. why it's important to get into the right circle. If you get into a circle of all Section 8, guess what you're going to do? Work Section 8. If you get into a circle of all $200,000 buyers, they're going to tell all their friends and most likely they're all in the same price point. Well, when you get into the luxury market or in the investment space, it's the same way. They all have friends who are talking the same language. So it's like John told Greg, Greg told Susie. Next thing you know, I'm the go-to realtor for this whole empire that they have going on over there. And it just spread like wildfire. And I was, I was just grateful to be a okay. part of that experience, yeah. So I guess that was like your niche earlier on working with investors, right? It was, I didn't turn down anything. I helped everybody. I help people who lease houses. I help people who are challenged credit. I help section eight. I help low end, I help tie in. I started, my first deal was $60,000. And I worked my way up from 60 to 80 to 100 to 200 to a million to 8 million to my highest deal was way over 19 million on one transaction. So, you know, I, I helped everybody. I didn't turn anything down. And I think me learning every part of real estate actually helped my business as well. It helped me to speak to all people and understand the dynamics of how everything works. Nice. So as someone who um, has holds multiple hats, rather, um, as the investor, as well as, you know, now you have a team and you're an agent, which one do you enjoy more? Um, I like helping people. So I really enjoy that personal experience because what happens is that in the space of real estate, as a real estate agent or a real estate professional, I do this every day. The client does this once every seven years or maybe once in a lifetime. There's people who are 40 years old, they've never owned anything, that's their first time buying. And it might be their last. So, you know, just helping somebody get to their next journey, that's where I get my fulfillment from. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing right. stuff right there, right, Corey? So, so let me ask you a question about like the Dallas market. Um, do you only work in the Dallas market now or have you, have you expanded your business to other markets? Yeah, so I actually am headquartered in Dallas, but within the first year of me being in business, um, I took it to Houston, I scaled to Austin, I touched Atlanta, Georgia, because it's obviously a hot market. I took my brand to LA because that's my hometown. And I couldn't leave out Sacramento and San Francisco because I can't go into Cali without helping everybody. And then I went to Ohio and then I went to Charlotte 
to Chicago, New York, New Jersey. So actually I'm in about 14 locations across the United States. Nice. Colorado, all that stuff. So I was able to grow really fast and, and social media played a big part in my expansion because I was able to be exposed to people outside of the area of Texas. So. That's amazing. All right, so let's talk about your uh, your social media, right? So you said that in your business, it's helped you scale and, and, and grow and meet new folks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whoop, is there any specific platform that's, that works best for you in this business? You know what? I, I In the beginning, it was Facebook, but um, that was like in the beginning years of like 15 and 16. So I grew Facebook, my personal page, I kind of opened it up. And then I started, I opened up my business page. I had about 50, 600 followers on my business page. I wasn't on Instagram at all. And then I ended up um, getting on Instagram and went from like 600 followers to like 8,000 followers really, really quick. And uh, right now I'm at about almost 20,000 followers. So I'm still growing, but I've learned that through my experience, if I just compare Facebook and Instagram, Instagram is where where everything, all the traction is for me. Interesting. I, I want to ask that question. I know we have a lot of real estate agents that watch our show and they probably can learn a lot from you in terms of how you built your business. Because, you know, some people are real estate agents or realtors and some people have a business. Then like, there's a there's a difference. And you've actually built a business, which is very powerful. Like you said, you're in 14 markets. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's amazing. So what are you focusing on now in terms of the investment side? Are you still buying properties to rent or you just, you know? So what I did was um, on the investment side, because I sold so much house and gained so much traction and was able to find more people who think like me, resources, just helping other people just, you know, brand themselves. I was able to meet people who could help me elevate per se. And so I just started um, buying dirt and building on it. So oh, long I made a lot of money <laughs> selling real so estate. You're, you're in new construction. I like, yeah, I was like, I can't die with the money. I can't take it with me if something happened to me. So I want to do something that outlives me. So I ended up buying land and building on it. So I developed homes and land and all that stuff. I'm a builder, selling myself, all that stuff. Okay, oh, so now okay. you're going through the whole process. You're building the building and you're listing and selling itself. Absolutely. That's another key. So uh, Coach Carter, who was on our show recently, and, and the, one of the things he said is, as an agent, you have to be your own best client, right? That's so, right. And you're kind of practicing that. What was the transition like into building new construction from, you know, say, just you know having rental homes or doing rehabs? What was that transition like? So many people had my back in the process that it was like a no-brainer. I couldn't fail. So I had people who had connections with um, – land concrete. I had the window guy. I had the plumbers. I had the electricians. I started meeting so many people just through my business that it made sense to just incorporate all my all my assets and my resources. And, and it was a smooth transition. I haven't had any issues. Okay. I have a, a question. Just, you know, listen to your story. How did you cultivate those relationships, right? Because a lot of people, they meet a lot of folks, but it sounds like you're good at when you meet people, you, you, you make those connections and, you know, you actually build with them. So now when you meet someone through your business, when it's time for you to scale up and build new construction, you have those connections. How do you maintain and build those relationships? You know what? I'm really good with getting in the room. They call me getting in the room. That's my nickname because <laughs> I promise you, <laughs> if, if I get to the door, I can get in the room. And it's just energy, like just being a good person, just showing people that you can add value. So if I come to you, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm showing you what I can give you. If you 
if you, you know, if we, if we want to work together, we want to rock together, I'm definitely going to bring something to the table. That's a bar right there. Add value. Yeah, add value. Add value. I'm not asking you for a thing. I'm bringing, I'll show you what I can bring and let's rock. Let's work. Yeah. 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 Corey, you had a question, good brother? I do. So, um, you know, do you, um, through this whole journey, um, have you, uh, especially with as much as you moved around in your previous job, how 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 does how does that help shape how you build the relationships with the people that you build with? Oh yeah. So the great thing about moving around is that you have a conversation piece. So first of all, I'm an implant into Texas. A lot of people are. So I can tug on that string. I'm a military veteran. So if I talk that language, I can tug on their strings. I understand what it means to have children. Uh, I was a single mother. I've done so many things in my life that you know I love to travel. Um, I'm a philanthropist, I give back. So it's so many different aspects of me that I can talk to people about. You know, I grew up in South Central LA, so I know what it is to come from the hood and find out what's good on the other end. So I could relate to people on that too. So I pretty much have like, I'm like a brainstorm um, chart. I'm the bubbles in the middle and you have all these branches that peek out and you can touch people from each branch. So, you know, if you run your, your yourself like that, and you operate in that lane, I think that you're exposed to more people um, in, as far as when, when it comes to branding. Yeah, that's a that's an amazing point, right? Because we all have perspectives. All of us have a different perspective. That's what makes us unique. And you can like, you know, kind of niche into the things that you do, the things you like, or you, what your experiences are. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's all amazing advice right there. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, I'm, I'm black. My mother's from another country, so I can touch on that. So it's like, you know, I help my people, but I, I empower Afro-Latinos and, and Latinas and people who just come from other places. You can be African, you can be Asian. It doesn't matter if you're an implant, if you're, you know, just so many reasons why you could relate to people. It's just- Yeah, it's how, you connect. it's how you connect with them. Yeah, exactly. so that, that, that is powerful. So along this journey, right? So coming from South Central to where you are now, where you have a thriving, you have multiple businesses that are thriving, and I know that you have a newer business as well. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, what has been the biggest hurdle or something that you had to overcome along this journey? The biggest hurdle for me is I, I love to help people, and but you got to help yourself too. And, you know, I can't drag you. You got to wake up every day and you got to want it. It got to be in you. It's not on you. So at the end of the day, I can tell you exactly what I did and I can help you and show you the systems. But if you don't get up and do it, you know, that's the challenge. So especially when you're managing people, especially all different walks of life all over the nation. So just for instance, if I have an agent and I say, hey, you know, you got to be ready. You got to stay ready. You can't wait to get ready. So carry your laptop with you just in case you run into somebody. You can be sitting in Starbucks or whatever. And somebody may come up with something and now you have a deal. Well, if I talk to you and you say, yeah, I got such and such. And I'm like, where's your laptop? Or I send you something and you don't have it you're not prepared. So it's like a struggle with, with getting people to understand that they have to come prepared and come to the table if they want to eat. Mm, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, be prepared. All right, so now another question I have for you is this. Um, along this journey, right, do you have any a favorite book or something that's helped you or inspired you? I do, yeah. I have a, a book called The Millionaire Mindset. And I love that book because it empowers like everybody to understand what's actually called building a millionaire um, mindset. Okay. And, you know, that book talks about everything from 
having a mentor to understanding how to just lead and and listen everybody can be a leader we all we're all learning in the learning stages until we die so don't ever think you know too much so it's a really empowering book i love it building a millionaire's mindset i'll make sure yes. i add that so everybody can take a look at that it's so, by okay all right got you got you i see you here all right so i'll make sure i add that um Next question I have for you is this though. Let's talk about the future, but you know, before we get into your future plans, talk about what you currently have going on. I know that you just started a new business to add on to your portfolio of businesses. Tell us about that. I did. So I started a mortgage company <laughs> and I am the sole owner of this company. Um, it's a direct lending mortgage company. I am an in-house um, um, servicer. So I hire my own mortgage officers, I hire my own processors, and I hire my own underwriters. What that means for the customers is that I don't take your I don't take your information and go shop it out into the world to see who can buy the loan from. I can service it myself. I'm a full eagle lender. Um, it takes about 21 days for me to flip a loan because I don't service it out. I approve it in-house and up to 30 days to close. And I can service every state except New York. So that's the difference between my mortgage company and probably 99% of the companies out there because when you meet people, a lot of times they're just a mortgage broker. They don't have the funds, but I, I use my own line of credit to fund all the deals, so nothing leaves. And it's empowering because I'm a bank, so I'm a non-depository bank, black-owned business. Um, that's that, just helping our people. That is so powerful. Hey. That's so powerful. I'm the wow. bank, right? He says, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bank, a black owned bank, you know, non-depositor. That is so powerful. Um, yes. Congratulations. Thank like, you. You know, that's, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment because like you said, there are a lot of brokers out there, but there's not a lot of mortgage bankers, right? So, you know, um, that's awesome. What made you want to get into that business? I mean, obviously you want to put your money to work, but what made you want to get in that business outside of that? The reason why is because being a one-stop shop for people, um, just being able to say, hey, here's your funds. I don't have to call anybody to find out what the status of your loan is. I can just look right in the computer. If, you, if you're missing something, a lot of times you get people, they're like, oh, I sent such and such. I don't know where it went. I, it didn't come to me. But being a, the head of the company and being a one-stop shop, I'm able to make sure that these, these deals get processed and done. I just had a scenario literally um, not even a week ago. We closed on Monday. And it took them 30 days after the actual close date to close. And that's because the broker was shopping their deals around and they're not being honest with the customer. They're mm -hmm. not saying, hey, I, I'm not the actual bank. I take your information. I go and see who wants to buy it or service it and uh, whether or not it can be sold on Wall Street. They don't reveal that information. So the customer is behind a curtain. And then not only is the customer behind a curtain, if they're dealing with a real estate agent, the real estate agent is behind a curtain too because they're not giving the correct information. They're not being honest. So I was just tired of seeing my, my customers not get approved, um, get the runaround, not get to their finish line. And ultimately, ultimately, the goal for me is to get as many of our people into home ownership and out of throwing their money away to these people who are just collecting and, and living a good life off of them. That's amazing. Congratulations again. I think that is, is, is awesome to see, you know, someone looks like us making power moves like that. Thank so. You. Here's the thing, you have like, um, you know, like you said, a one-stop shop in terms of real estate. You're doing it all. You're doing new construction. You're selling your own. You're being the bank. Um, what's the future hold? What else do you want to do in the future? So I thought my future was going to put me on a platform with like Tony Robbins and like Grant Cardone and like I'm out here just 
on the stage talking real estate and God had another plan for me with this mortgage company. So I think that, you know, the sky's the limit. I don't know what's around the corner, but I'm open because I'm faithful. And as long as it's helping our generation and the next generation, mm -hmm. I'm down with it. Whatever God puts in front of me, I'm gonna go with it. Cause literally this mortgage company just got started like two weeks ago. And it's, it's impossible for people to do stuff like that. But I had the right connections in, in the right network and circle that helped me scale this and, and build this up in like two weeks. So that's why I say like, I don't know what's to come, but I just know that I wanna keep going and keep growing and keep showing people that look like me that it could be done, especially women who are single moms, um, you know, people who come from inner city areas who are struggling to find direction. That's really where I want to go with this. So it could just be speaking to people in the neighborhood. I maybe I'll do coaching corners. I don't know, but it's definitely yeah. something that's going to help others. But I, I know one thing: you'll be prepared. You talked about right. being prepared. <laughs> I, I, I have I'm a question. I, I have a question. As a single mom, how do you um? Um, prepare your your child, your children for what's you know as far as economically what's coming, and and what's what's going on currently and what's coming um, in the future. Here's what I do: I take my kids with me everywhere. I I take my my kid with me to the dirt when I'm building, so she can see the beginning of of what's to come. So she knows that there's a foundation that needs to be set, and then the framing goes up. And then you put the roof on so the water doesn't come in. And then so she's seeing how, how life works. You don't just start with a house. She sees the foundation. And that's the whole goal. And that's really the metaphor of it. It's to teach your kids that, like, you know, some of the younger kids, they just want to get rich quick. They see it on social media. They're like, how do I get this Birkin bag? They just want to get to the bag so fast, but they don't realize that there's more work that comes along with it. So like my daughter, my youngest daughter, I have to, my youngest daughter, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. She wants to do hair, whatever she wants to do, I support, but I wanna just make sure that she sees me. So I take her everywhere. I take her with me to show houses. She's my assistant and she'll tell you, hey, I'm mommy's assistant. So she knows that mommy didn't get this from just, you know, I didn't Google this, I, I worked for this. That's <laughs> <laughs> gangster. That 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 is absolutely amazing. Uh, your story is inspiring, um, but also you you put the work in, right? Yeah. You talk about being prepared and putting the work in, but then you know taking each step to get to the uh, the point of where you are. So, Corey, you got any more questions before we got here, good brother? Nah, man, that that was amazing. Like she got the babies working for us. She got the, <laughs> you know the people. She helping the people in the streets. Like she she out here just changing the world. Yeah, and that, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So, Venetia, I just want to say, first off, uh, congratulations on all your success. Um, and for the folks out there watching, especially our agents, you heard what she said, every state but New York, right? Every state except New York. We could we do purchases, refinancing, bank statement loans, all kind of stuff, all kind of creative financing, conventional, FHA. Oh, for my FHA program, I can go down to a 500 credit score if you oh. have 10% um, down. Okay, that's a 500 credit score if you have 10% down. Do you do any hard money loans at all? I have a hard money partner, so I can get you a hard money loan. So if you want to build or develop, um, the only thing with hard money is that they will require experience. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's interested, they hit me up or whatever. Um, once you get get into the system, you're good. You can keep flipping loans with them. It's an easy process. Nice, okay. So we'll make sure we put all of your information within the description box. And you know, like you said, um, 
every state except for New York. So we definitely will make sure that we support what you got going on because you're someone that looks like us. Who is the bank, by the way? You heard what you said. I am the bank. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, verified. <laughs> that's important. That's it's in these climates and these social media streets. That's very important. You that's know, there's a lot of fraud going on out there. But anyway, with that being said, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, continued success. Um, you know, we, we look forward to building in the future. But um, just keep doing what you're doing and keep sharing your story because it's very important. You're going to inspire a lot of folks. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And to our audience out there, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates. And we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.